1: It's level three. This is Sports Ridge. I am Gable Morensi, SiriusXM XM Channel 159 Sports Grid Radio Networks, Networks, Networks. Let's do this thing. Countdown to kickoff is on the National Football League playoffs. And they say Idol's time is the devil's time. And uh, Idol's time uh, with me. Every commercial break, I just start like, I'm like, oh, man, I got to get this in. And here, let's go to play a little 10-point 10, uh, 10 teaser here. A little 10-point uh, banger. Uh, get a head start. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. So, you get the Cincinnati Bengals right now at plus uh, five and a half. Uh, Buffalo Bills plus six. And um, the under 54 in the Bills and the Patriots. Under 54 in Bills Patriots. So, you get the Cincinnati Bengals plus five and a half. If the Bengals lose this game, they're not going to get blown out. If they lose this game, it's because Carlson hits a late last-minute uh, last, uh, last minute field goal. Right? So, um I like the ten point. Listen, what, I'm gonna, what I do basically is I bet the games. I'm going to bet money line parlays, but I like the ten point teasers. It's a little bit of insurance in case they. Oh God, they lost. They were you know they lost in the last minute, and it's like oh yeah, but I had them plus five and a half. So um, we got the Bengals plus five and a half, the Bills plus six, and the under And the um, the the Patriots and the Bills under fifty four. I'm gonna put this play in right now, and uh, no turning back. It's done. It's in. It's in. Looking at the touchdown score props, though, for the Raider game, we were talking about Renfro. Renfro's sneaky, man. He just sort of snakes, you know what I mean? He's, he, the guy's great at finding a way of just finding that lane and, and finding finding a spot for Carr to throw him the football to. I think that Renfro definitely is worth a touchdown prop play here in, in the Cincinnati and the Raider game. So we've got Mixon to score a touchdown, Mixon's number is going to go up too Because Mixon's just a touchdown machine Mixon to score a touchdown Josh Jacobs to score a touchdown Hunter Renfro to score a touchdown Is a plus 170 I think that's some decent money The thing with Jamar Chase is He could have a big day But he might not score a touchdown Right? He'll make a couple of really nice catches He's going to make some big plays He's not a lock uh, and a guarantee To score a touchdown at plus 100 Mixon, you can't say it's nothing's a guarantee Alright uh, besides death nothing's a guarantee but um Mixon Mixon is all but I mean Mixon just he's 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 just a prolific touchdown scorer the guy just finds the freaking end zone so Mixon is a must Jacobs we're playing Jacobs over rush yards and we'll play Jacobs touchdown as well hopefully we go 2 and 0 at worst you go 1 and 1 with the Jacob props then you come in with a Hunter Renfro touchdown at uh, at plus 170 and we're going to play Zay Jones over four and a half receptions. He's got four and a half. Uh, he's gone over to four and a half in five straight uh, football games. The Buffalo Bill game is much trickier for the props. They haven't posted the Josh Allen rush yard prop yet, and everybody's waiting for it. As soon as they do, everyone's going to hit it. That's one thing. If you're taking the Josh Allen rush yard prop and it hasn't been posted yet, but you know, you know keep on if you like it. Basically, it's like waiting. It's like George Costanza with that jacket on sale. Because the second it's out, people are going to take it. The Late Night Aging Man's request is in Sports range. I am Ritchie, the independent players, the hustlers, the people to the bust them, and everybody else in between. It's level three. Let's do this thing. The Big E, Eric Cohen, is going to join us on the Mighty 1090 ESPN Radio, Sports Byline, Sports Map, Armed Forces Radio Network. The Big e, Eric Cohen, of course, uh, used to be our update guy. And uh, more than that, partner in crime... in the old days, Sirius XM—I don't even remember—it was those it channel 186, I think, at first, and then we we were on 98. In the hard—it was the hardcore sports radio days. So the big e, Eric Cohen, now getting it done. TSN Ed Style uh, will join us, and uh, we full disclosure: Cohen is a Buffalo Bill fan, such as myself. So you're gonna get a little Buffalo Bill love again in a couple of minutes, but rightfully so. Why wouldn't we? As the Buffalo Bills are the right side in this game, guys—they are. Uh, Yeah, Belichick is great. Belichick was better when he had Tom Brady. Belichick was better when um, he was, like, filming your practice and he knew what plays you were going to run. And they played four times now since Tom Brady hasn't been there. The only time the Patriots beat them was that Monday nighter in the wind. And quite frankly, the Bills should have won that game, all right? There's all that talk about the Patriots running as much as they did. They only scored 14 points, all right? The Bills' offense uh, sputtered in the red zone, and that was the difference. Um Josh Allen gets paid a lot of money, all right, and so does Stephon Diggs, and the window of opportunity is not going to be open forever. Josh Allen needs to play consistent football on Saturday night, which I think he will, I think that um, the Buffalo Bills have enough to beat the New England Patriots, and then there's going to be an all-out war uh, right against the Kansas City Chiefs the following week as we just don't see the Pittsburgh Steelers having enough to, uh, you know, how are they going to do this? How are the Steelers really going to knock off the Kansas City Chiefs here? I'm trying to talk myself into the Pittsburgh Steelers in the first half that they can run the football and hang around and the wheels won't just completely fall off and they can get a pass rush going on Mahomes a bit and make it a game. Kansas City did and have struggled early in football games in the playoffs at home in past years. Yet, what happened last year and what happened two years ago, it's hard to like you know really correlate into it happening again. So it appears like Buffalo and Kansas City are on a collision course. The biggie,
0: Eric Owen, hops up and into late-night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: late night anger management class. This is Sports Ridge. I am to you pick know, the players, the hustlers, the Eric Cohens, and everybody else in between. We're throwing it down. Serious XM, channel 159, a money or 1090. ESPN radio. Let's break it down. TSN edge style as a TSN's Eric Cohen, the real Eric Cohen, the biggie. Eric Cohen steps up and in. Cohen, always a pleasure. How you doing tonight?
2: I'm doing great. Uh, you know, I just can't wait for Saturday night. It's, uh, it, it, it just feels like it's we're so close, and it's such a huge game. And you know what it's like when uh, you're you're just waiting and waiting, and you just don't want to wait anymore. That's how I feel about the NFL playoffs right now.
1: Yeah, they can't get here uh, soon enough, and I uh, want to see the the roller coaster uh, that is the NFL playoffs uh, kicks off on Saturday afternoon, 4:30 Eastern time. So, uh, Cohen is a, a big time Buffalo Bill fan, and uh, we'll get to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, momentarily. But first up is the Raiders and the Bengals. Uh, This number's been bouncing around all week. Some people are starting to buy into the Raiders for whatever reason. And listen, I'm not saying that the Raiders aren't good, but I'm fascinated that as many people like the Raiders as they do in this spot. Bengals laying four and a half right now, Cohen. Total 49. What's your pick for this game?
2: I think the best play for this game is the under 49. Uh, The weather, it's supposed to snow. uh, Could rain as well. Uh, You know, to me, I think both teams are going to be a little bit scared. It's Derek Carr's first playoff game. It's Joe Burrow's first playoff game. And I think both teams are going to want to run the ball. And I think the Bengals are tired of hearing. I mean, even though this is such a young team, uh, they're tired of hearing about that. It's been 31 years since they've won a playoff game. And that's the situation right now in Cincinnati. They, you know, so many times the Bengals over the last 31 years have been favored in games and lost games. And you know, I, I think even though, you know, they're ahead of schedule with, with Burrow and and Mixon and Chase and, and all this young talent that they have, I, I think a loss for Cincinnati would be devastating. I think the Bengals probably win a close game, but I love the under in this game and I like the over in um Josh Jacobs rushing yards as well. You can get it at about 57 some places. I think the Raiders run the ball a lot in this game, even if they're behind, they're gonna stick with the run like they did in the Chargers game where they handed off to Jacobs over 20 times. So to me, it's the under, it's the over in Jacobs. And I think the Bengals won a close game.
1: I think you're on the something with Josh Jacobs at 57 and a half yards. You're right. They're going to want to pound the rock in this game. And, you know, look, Joe, Joe Burrow didn't light up the Raiders, even though they beat him 32-13. It was a lot of intermediate stuff. They had a hard time throwing the ball down the field. The Raiders were getting a pass rush on them. And I think you're right. I think the Raiders want to go in here and play a smash-mouth football game. They they don't want to get to a track meet with the no. Cincinnati Bengals. They want to chew up the clock, seven-minute drives, run the ball, and some quick uh, some quick hits and some play action. So I like your Josh Jacobs prop there at 57-and-a-half. Uh, we've been talking about um, about Joe Mixon. And listen, Joe Mixon isn't the type of guy, Cole. He's not going to rack up. Uh, he's like 74 and a half yards. But I'm more of a TD um, prop uh, player when it comes to Joe Mixon. He's checking in right now, guys, at a buck fifty-five. It's a little higher uh, than it normally is. He's got 16 touchdowns in 16 games. He missed a game uh, this year. He is a touchdown a machine, uh, Joe Mixon. I've got the Bengals winning the game. You know, it's funny, Cohen, as you stated, as far as the total is concerned, it wouldn't surprise me if the game only did get into the mid-40s. Look, they got to 45 last time they played. I got burnt betting the over in that game, too, and that was indoors in Vegas. Now you're playing outdoors, playoff game. I'm kind of with you here. I, I I don't think this game turns into a track meet.
2: No, the weather is going to be a big factor, too. It is supposed to rain. It is supposed to snow. uh, Conditions that you would definitely expect a lot of running in. So, yeah, I'm all over this under. I think it's it's probably my favorite total. I like the under in this game and the over in the Cowboys 49ers game a lot. Those are my two favorite totals of the week.
1: All right, so there's been a lot of talk about uh Buffalo and the weather in Buffalo. We know it's gonna be cold, but it's not gonna be it's not really gonna be that windy, but it is gonna be ice like freezing, frigid, frigid conditions. Uh the Buffalo Bills laying four points uh, in this spot. They've actually played once in the playoffs before, but it was nineteen sixty three.
2: Yeah, before so. the player, that's right.
1: Yeah, it was a long time ago, so they've they played once. Not that it means anything, but we've so I've heard, oh, this is the first time they're playing in the playoffs. They actually played in 1963 in the playoffs once. So the Patriots own the Bills over the years, but Tom Brady's not there anymore, and they've played now four times in the last two years without, uh, without Brady, and Buffalo have won three of the four, Cohen, and the one that they didn't win was the win game right. uh, on Monday Night Football. So the sort of... You know, the sort of, oh, the Bills can't beat the Patriots thing. Yeah, they couldn't, beat Tom, they couldn't beat Tom Brady. They've been able to beat Bill Belichick with the exception of that one kind of freak night. A lot of people sort of think this is going to be a really close game. I'm not saying the Bills blow them out, Cohen, but I do think the Bills will cover the number. And I, you know, I think the Bills are, are rolling on. They're going to win, and they're going to win by like 7 to 10 points or something.
2: I'm on the Bills. Uh, and I You know, I try to convince myself it's not a homer pick. But I think if you look at everything— Buffalo's the side here. You mentioned obviously New England beat them in Buffalo earlier this year. That was, you know, you can't put a lot of stock into a game that was, you know, as windy as it was. Where basically Mac Jones threw the ball three times, right? Like that's a, it, it's not that's not how this game's going to go. Uh, Buffalo will Buffalo's going to have a game now where you know they're going to be able to use all their weapons, uh, which they couldn't do in the last game. Mac Jones is going to have to throw the ball more than three times. Uh, and you look at what happened when they played in New England and, and the conditions were fine. You know, Allen goes for over 300 passing yards, three touchdowns, great on the ground. Singletary's been great on the ground the last four weeks. I think the Bills, and, and you look at what the Bills have done defensively over the last month. I think Buffalo and, and, and Matt Jones, listen, he's he he had multiple turnovers in a couple of games down the stretch. They lost three of their last four games. It looks like he regressed in the last month. I think Buffalo definitely is the side.
1: You know, you mentioned Devin Singletary, and there's been so much talk about the Bills don't run the football and can't run the football. Yeah, Devin Singletary did end up with 870 rush yards, right? And a buck 30 short from a 1,000-yard season, and he also had seven rushing touchdowns as well. We've seen it, Cohen, over the last couple of weeks, they have committed to the run a little bit more. And, you know, Devin, Devin Singletary's not a bad back. Right? I don't think the the run plays and the schemes are, are made for him, really. But we have seen the rushing attack pick up a little bit. If you give him a chance and give him the ball a couple of times, not in short yardage situations, though. And like all running backs, he needs to get some touches uh, before he's going to start to pop a few. But he could be an X factor here. I think that's the X factor across the board in all these games. Which running back is going to step up and just be that difference maker? Because they can. They can move the sticks on their own. And remember last year, Cohen, everyone could talk about Tom Brady and the defense all we want. Leonard Fournette was massive for the Bucks. He kept getting first downs, carrying people on his back, big 20-yard run here, 18-yard run there. Move the sticks on a third and three, he gets you four. Running back and offensive line play is key right now, man. I'm telling everybody this.
2: And that's why I think the last month, it's funny, after the Bills lost that game to New England, where New England handed the ball off 46 times and Buffalo just didn't have the success on the ground. That's why you've seen Buffalo change their offense. You know They they have really wanted to establish Singletary over the last month, which they have. He's gone over 80 yards in three of the last four games. And you see Josh Allen running a lot more now, too. They understand what wins in the playoffs. It's won the last month for them. That's what got them the division, and that's what you're going to see on Saturday. A very, very balanced Bills team that I think uh, is going to find a way to win this game by at least seven points.
1: Now, I'm not a big under better. Generally, Cohen during the season, I'll bet in-game unders once the game has a bunch of points, and I think the total is too high. But Pre-game, I'm not a big under better, but considering the weather, considering the temperatures, considering the fact that both defenses are pretty good and better than pretty good, very good, and I don't really buy into the New England Patriot offense all that much. I think this plays to the under, Cohen. What's your opinion on the total of this one?
2: Well, you know what? I'm going to take Matt Jones's under, his passing yards under. Look at what he's done in the two games. Uh, You know, he has not been able to throw the ball against this team at all. Uh, both games, not just the game in Buffalo, both games. So uh, to me, that's that's sort of a prop that I really like. Two hundred four
1: and a half. That's what it is right now. Two hundred and four and a half passing yards.
2: Yeah, I like the under a lot. Um, I think that uh, you know he's not going to be able to throw the ball. I don't think New England's going to score a lot of points. I think Buffalo might get into the the high twenties, but I'm with you. I I don't think the Patriots get to the twenties. So uh, maybe the under forty four. You could certainly talk me into it.
1: The Biggie, Eric Cohen, kick it on us. I am It's a late night anger management class. Let's do
0: this thing. Bring it. Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Thursday
1: night throwdown continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Maranci, Sirius XM Channel 159. I'm on here 1090 ESPN Radio. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates and digital apps. TSN edges the big e era Cohen, our former colleague in the old uh, HSR Sirius XM Channel 98 uh, days. Kicking it with us uh, right now. And let's hope, Cohen, this is the year. Um, let's hope this is the year for the Buffalo Bills. There's been, um, you know, the window's not going to be open forever right there's going to be new teams that come along um the bill players some of them are getting a little bit older it's too bad trey white uh isn't healthy right now but i think there is a path this year to the super bowl for the buffalo bills it's not easy but it's manageable and quite frankly cohen yeah they don't have home field advantage but i'm not really panicked about that because you and i have seen the bills aren't a great home team they're okay but they they played their best football on the road. They have a different edge and a different energy about them when they play on the road. It's like Buffalo against the world type of deal when they go on the road. So I'm not in a panic about that. But it's going to be a tough uh, it's going to be a tough road, man. So they let's say they beat uh, New England, which I think they will, and you and I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and K- Kansas City is going to be Pittsburgh, so that's going to be Buffalo at Kansas City, and then. Listen. If Cincinnati wins and Cincinnati beats uh, Tennessee, then Buffalo would host the AFC Conference Championship game against Cincinnati. Let's. Uh, we're just yeah. speaking from a Buffalo perspective. Yeah. If Buffalo beats Kansas City and Tennessee beats Cincinnati, then oh boy, we've got to go back to that House of Horrors, the Music City Miracle, and everything else in between in that stadium. But the path is there. It's a. You know, if the Bills play their best football, Cohen, in my opinion, they can make the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I don't like the fact that it's so hard. Um, But I guess, you know, in this world, nothing comes easy. But I mean, just think about it. In order for the Bills to get to the Super Bowl, they've got to beat Bill Belichick, Patrick Mahomes, and then, you know, and then try to avenge what's happened to them the last two years. I mean, the Bills, Got the
1: rest. that Cohen, think about it. The Music City Miracle, going yeah. back to the Brad Johnson Flutie game. I still maintain it was a freaking forward it was, pass.
2: It was a forward pass, absolutely.
1: Um, so you've got that. Last year, the Titans smashed the Bills on that Tuesday night game in Tennessee.
2: Yeah.
1: This year, the Bills were leading all game and somehow blow it in the fourth quarter, and then like almost easily move down the field. And all right, all right, we're gonna win the game anyways. And then yeah. Josh Allen slipped and fell on That's- fourth and goal. Yeah, that's a house of horrors for the Buffalo Bills. I'm hoping the Bengals can knock them off, but they're not invincible, the Titans. It just seems like the Bills have had bad luck against them. And yeah, the Chiefs are dangerous, but we saw the Bills go into Arrowhead and punch them in the mouth earlier this year. I think they're every bit as scared as us, as we are of them. I think anything anything can happen in this AFC, bro. That's how I feel.
2: It's funny because you mentioned about the home field advantage, and there's been a lot of talk in Buffalo this week about, you know, maybe the Bills should have a don't. Because their their offense is <laughs> better suited to like you know having no weather issues because you know obviously with that passing game the Bills come into this game with no injuries just think of all the weapons they have on. I just offense. can't
1: believe that this one has come to that. There's talk we need a dome. We need a dome in Buffalo. Used to be, going, it. Used to be years ago. Remember. We would pray, man, I hope it's bad out, man, in the playoffs, like with Marino coming to town. And it was like, there'd be big snowbanks and everyone in Buffalo loved it and it was great. But yeah, I swear to God, it drives me crazy, Carl, when the national media talks about yeah. the uh, the Bills. Oh, well, Josh Allen can play in any weather. I'm like, have you watched him play? No, he can't. <laughs> like, he's better in a dome. He's better on the road in the sun.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, I, I guess the Jacksonville game was just a strange one. But uh, yeah, you're right. Normally, you know... You, you, you give Josh Allen a situation where the weather's not an issue and you expect Allen to be out there tossing the ball for 300 yards. He was bad in that win game. He was not very good. Remember in the red zone? Like he was, he was one for four in the red zone in that game. And, you know, it's funny because you say he was bad and a lot of throws were sort of like they, they, you know, he was throwing against that wind. and, and I know, but a... you
1: know what, Colin? Jim Kelly used to throw four touchdowns yeah. in that wind.
2: I know. But you look at Mac Jones. They wouldn't even let him throw the
1: ball, right? I <laughs> could throw a pass. That's true. That's true. All right, Maranci, kicking it with a big ear, Colin. All right, so speaking of Brady, um, did you get your new hoodie yet? You see his new clothing line. He's got – it's all it says is Brady. It's like, come on. Just like – who wants to walk around with your name? At least just put a B or something <laughs> on it. But, or TB. <laughs> this TB would have been better. But nevertheless, his new hoodie just says Brady, and big, across, across it. Um, so, man, Brady, whatever, here he is once again. Does he have another Super Bowl run in him? I don't think so, but I didn't think they were going to win the Super Bowl last year either, Cole. But they've just lost too much, in my opinion, for them to go all the way to the Super Bowl again. But whatever, man. The road to hell is paved with bodies that um, have doubted Tom Brady, right? But what's your opinion on this with the eight and a half points?
2: yeah i think they beat philadelphia philadelphia didn't beat one team this year that was a playoff team uh you look at the eagles down the stretch they struggled against you know a washington team that had nothing they were like they couldn't do anything again the first half against one of the worst teams in football the giants until they woke up in the second half i mean the eagles run the ball well uh but the thing is the bucks that's that's their bread and butter is stopping the run so i, I just don't think that jalen hurts and whoever he's got at running back if they if they get Sanders back or whatever they do at running back, I just don't think there's enough there to beat Tampa Banning Tampa rolls. But, you know, you're right about the Super Bowl because, you know, listen, they don't have um, – obviously, Antonio Brown's gone. They've lost Chris Godwin. Last year, they were healthy. They had all these guys during their run. Is it enough to have Gronk and to have a hobbled – Mike Evans and, you know, Fournette coming back from an injury, is that enough on offense for the Buccaneers to win a game at Lambeau Field? I don't think so. I think the Packers probably beat them if that game happens again this year. So uh, I'm not high on Tampa repeating, but I certainly think they can uh, take the Eagles out to the woodshed.
1: And Colin raises a good point as far as the Eagles. The Eagles played six games against playoff teams that are in the playoffs this year. They went 0-6 straight up, 1-5 against the spread. That's right. and- you know, you look at that division. They feasted, right? The last five weeks, guys, basically, that division just played each other, right? They just played each other over and over, and it's not a very good uh, division. So I'm with you uh, with this game. I can't, I know some people want to take Philly and, oh, this and that. Oh, they can hang around, they can run the ball. They're not going to be able to keep up for three no. and a half hours. Eventually, they'll get worn out and they won't be able to trade points. Uh, with Brady, but it catches up to Brady and company uh, down the road. So what I think is like the game of the week here, San Francisco and Dallas Cohen, getting uh, Cowboys laying a field goal. What's your opinion on that one?
2: I like the over a lot. Uh, I think it's the highest scoring game of the playoffs. I think you look at it and I think Dallas, you know, Dak Prescott and that offense, they, they scored more points than anybody in football this year. They scored 50 points in two of their last three games. Granted, it was against, you know, in their division against the Eagles and Washington and the Eagles weren't playing for much. But, you know, that had a mini offensive slump midway through the year when Cooper had COVID and Dak was hurt. Uh, but they seem to right now they're coming into the playoffs where they rejuvenated Ezekiel Elliott and they have their, you know, Pollard's back and Cooper's healthy and Lamb is healthy. So to me, the Cowboys score and I think the Niners are going to score. I think Jimmy G takes a lot of crap, but we saw. Uh, at L.A. last week, what the Rams did on offense and Debo Samuel is so special. Uh, Mitchell's healthy. Um, you know, obviously, George Kittle's a handful. And the Cowboys have a 23rd ranked run defense. So I think that, you know, the, the the Niners will be able to run the ball. I think between Mitchell and Samuel, they'll have enough big plays on the ground. That I think this game's a shootout. I like the over 50 and a half and uh, I'm not really high on either side. I think either team could win.
1: I like the Niners, Cohen, but I, I can't disagree as far as there being points on the board here. And I think a nice teaser, FanDuel's got the total of 51 right now. But yeah. you get San Francisco plus 10, over 44 in that yeah. football game. I think that's a nice, solid play right there. I've got the Niners winning the game outright. So let's go. we got a couple more minutes left here, two more games. Uh, we saw KC beat Pittsburgh down 36-10 a couple of weeks ago on Sunday Night Football. And then Monday Night Football, we have the Rams and the Cardinals So uh, what do you make in the last two games? What are your best bets for those games?
2: I like Travis Kelsey's over in the KC Pittsburgh game. My thinking there is that uh, Tyree kills not nearly 100%. We saw the injury before the Denver game. So I think it's going to be a steady dose of Mahomes to Kelsey. And I don't think Pittsburgh can stop that. Uh, Pittsburgh struggled all year um, defensively. Other Other than Watt getting pressure on quarterbacks, they really didn't do much else well on defense. So... I think that'll be the Chiefs game plan to speed Kelsey. Um, now that he's healthy, he's got back from COVID. Uh, so to me, Kelsey's over is a big one. I like the, I like the over 46 too. I think that, I think KC is going to get there. that so Pittsburgh will get some garbage points at the end. Uh, you know, Big Ben will go out in a high with maybe a couple late touchdowns to get it close to the number. I certainly don't think Pittsburgh can win the game. Uh, and the Rams game, I think really don't have a feel for it
1: <laughs> everyone says the same thing Cole. we always get to this game last and everybody's like oh boy yeah. this one's tough um, everyone's like you can kind of pick either team I you know, I've, listen I'm not you, listen you watch a lot of Lions football me and Cohen are Bills fans and Bills the Lions are like our cousins though we're like relatives so we've watched a, line, a lot of Lions football in Stafford hard to trust Stafford fully isn't it I, yeah. I think they have enough to win the game though Cole like Aaron Donald Cup Jalen Ramsey I think everybody else McVay can get it done, and then and then Stafford will screw them down the road in the playoffs. But I think they win this game.
2: It's weird because I watched the Rams very closely down the stretch because they had a lot of money on them to win the division. Um, so it was nice to cash out that ticket, but I didn't cash it because of them. I needed Seattle to beat Arizona because the Rams blew a 17-0 lead to San Francisco week 18. So I don't know what to make of the Rams. Like, they had that game. It, 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 when you look at the percentages, it was like 99% the Rams would win that game when they were up 17-0. And somehow, they allowed the Niners to tie the game. The The, the, the Rams drive the field, score, and like, okay, we're okay now. And then they let the Niners score again with no time left, and the Rams— You know, only give up the field goal in overtime. They get the ball. They have a chance to win the game with a touchdown. And Stafford throws a pick. Like, I don't know what to make of this team. Stafford threw, he led the league with pick sixes. He threw interceptions at the the worst times this year. And you got to think McVay's like losing his mind. He's gone out and he's all in. He's he's acquired everything, you know, from OBJ to Von Miller. Stafford was supposed
1: to be the final piece. We've got to get out of here, Cohen, but I think the Rams are going to look to run the ball. But what's your pick? If a push comes to shove, who are you going to be on?
2: Give give me the Rams. The biggie,
1: Eric Cohen. All right, Cohen, hopefully the Bills win. If they do, we'll catch up next week. Go Buffalo. Let's do this thing.
0: Thanks, Cohen.
2: Yeah, anytime, my friend. Go Bills.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Utah! son of a bitch no Yankee is ever coming to Houston not as long
2: as you bastards are running things speak up George I can't hear you you tell that son of a bitch no Yankee is ever coming to Houston not as long as you bastards are running things
1: Oh yeah. The late night anger management class. This is Portridge. I am the late night anger management professor, Gabriel Moranci. Throwing it down. Shout out to our boy, John Doe, in um in uh, Sac in the Sacramento uh area. Or at least in Northern California. Where exactly are you, uh, John Doe? And he does sound like Feinberg, doesn't he? I know, Jeff Feinberg. He does. And you know what, you know, you know why? They're from like the same area. <laughs> Like they really, they kind of talk the same. And don't forget, Feinberg was was like an intern, and Feinberg like got his start in the industry. Like uh, when when on my show on our station, it was at the score uh, at the time, and uh, Cohen was there. So yeah, they sound they do they do sound very similar, don't they? <laughs> in which with their cadence. Uh, yeah, thanks to the biggie, uh, Eric Cohen for kicking it uh, with us. God, I had a lot of money on the Rams, Gabe. Listen, Cohen's a great guy. We we like having him on, but it's different now. Like you know, we used to he used to have like really crazy stories and like um like really just crazy things that he he had done. And he's not like a crazy partier, but like he you know he once he once told a hockey player like he asked for a hockey stick for his kid who had cancer like who did not, he didn't have a kid, (laughs) you know what I mean, Cohen didn't have a kid at the time, like stuff like that, like Cohen used to tell girls he played for the Buffalo Bills, and like, but now, now, you know, he's married, and he's got kids and stuff like that, so, you know, we don't, um, he's like a new man. We don't want to cause a divorce or anything like that. I think his wife knows what a dirtball he used to be in the, or in the old days. But <laughs> so like in the old days, like oh, we just bust his balls for an hour on the show. Uh, now we just get his picks. Now we just get his picks. Good picks, though. Cohen. Cohen's been betting on sports forever. Like the guy lives for sports betting. Like he doesn't. He doesn't like. Uh, like I said, he's not a big partier. He's a family man, and uh, he loves sports. He bets on sports every day. This guy's been betting on sports every day for a long time. So it's good to get Cohen's uh, perspective uh, on this. All right, so um, I'm seeing someone in our chat. Ren saying that uh, Jovac did uh, – I'm so tired of that, bro. Novak Djokovic. I'm just sick and tired of this dude. Like, at this point, I don't care. Like, I don't care whether he plays or not. I just think he's, uh, he's a tool. I think he's a tool He's a tool bag if um if i was australian and in australia i wouldn't be very happy i wouldn't be very happy that um that this guy is costing like taxpayers money like think about it like if you're novak like you know what i mean whatever dude you think you're the great novak and nothing applies to you and stuff and you should just be able to play because whatever like if you like honestly, if you add it all up here with novak if this isn't like oh he's not vaxed Right, this isn't just a not vax thing. Like he's just basically, you know, continuously spit in their face, believing that he's going you know, to. I'm Novak, right? And whatever, you know. Like, like we said, he lied on the app. He lied on when he when he arrived about where he had been in the last two weeks. All right. Um, it turns out he's had COVID in the last two weeks. <laughs> so, like, like, we could go on and on here, as far as and you know. He's talking. Oh, I had an exemption. No, no, whatever, dude. Some jackass at the Australian Open like told you we don't mind if you play. That wasn't the Australian government that told you that. Like, that's another thing. I know people like I get people like dumbasses that want to argue with me and stuff on Twitter and stuff, but I don't. I don't waste my time because they don't. Oh, it's all media lies. Like, you know, just whatever. If you actually, like, follow stuff and know what's going on, he's lied, like, four or five times now in this, like, little, like, never-ending saga. It's not like, oh, oh, God, I can't believe. We've all done it. We've all done it. I travel a lot. We've all done it where, you know, the guy's like, sir, do you mean this on this one? I'm like, oh man. So I was like, I checked in the wrong box there, man. You know what I mean? Like it happened to me recently at an airport. I had to redo something because Buddy said, listen, this is all over the place. What did you mean? I was like, I was like, said right within the lines and I didn't and stuff. No one writes anymore. My handwriting sucks, all right? I'll admit it, my handwriting is pathetic. Because who writes anymore? Everything's done in stupid computers. Right? Can't spell, can't write. We're all dummies now, including myself. I'm just smarter than the average dummy, but I'm a dummy too. <laughs> We're all dummies. But like he said, oh, you know, I checked the wrong box. You didn't check the wrong box. Like, was it? Oh, you checked the wrong box? No, you're just a liar. You're, 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 you're a liar. So I guess uh, right now, what's the deal here? We've got uh, breaking uh, breaking news. They've uh, they wanted to deport him again. He's, uh, he's set to be deported again. Yeah, he says he's going to appeal and stuff. Yet I would just screw him over. Like, if you're Australia, whatever. Like, one's enough enough, bro. You lost. you imagine if Serena Williams tried all this crap? People used to get mad when she yelled at a, at a, at a ref and stuff, at a lineswoman. Like, I mean, remember, like, didn't Serena, like, smash, like, a tennis ball? Like, she... Well, you know, she hit a ball and it might have hit someone or it nearly hit someone, not even hard and people flip, like, you know what I mean, whatever she does so yeah, tennis star Novak Djokovic faces deportation again, after the Australian government revoked his visa for a second time, immigration minister Alex Hawke said he used his ministerial discretion to revoke it, yeah, good, good on you you know, you should, I was surprised they didn't, just didn't say, listen dude you know what? You're not from here. We don't have to hear your case in any court. You you got to go. Right? And I I would have th- I would have arrested him. My person. I'm just being real for me. Uh somebody called me a communist the other night in our chat. No, I'm not a communist. I'm a dictator. There's a difference. <laughs> so, uh big difference. And I'm dead serious. I would have just kicked his ass. I would just would have said, "Listen." you've got to get on the plane like you you've you've got to get on the next plane out of here you know what i mean or you're under arrest for lying on your application form it's very simple right like one or the other so i could give him the choice you know what I mean? i'd say you're not under arrest but you will be if you want to be Right? i tell him listen if you want we'll put your ass in quarantine for 14 days and not in a nice hotel so uh, you can do this one or two ways novak the Hawks said he canceled the visa on health and uh, good order grounds and on the basis that it was in the public interest to do so. Yeah, as in the public was going to flip out if this guy actually got in. I don't know. His people are saying oh, I'm going to appeal it and stuff. But why do you have to like whatever? Like you're Australia. Why do you have to listen to his appeal? You just tell him, bro, go back to Monte Carlo. Okay. He lives in the, Whatever, dude. You know what I mean? It is what it is. You don't want to get vaccinated. You lied. Like, just for the record, it's one of those deals like uh, like they asked him, did you travel in the last two weeks before entering into Australia? He said no. Right? He said no. And, dude, the guy was out partying in Spain last week. And not only that, it turns out he tested positive for COVID and still goes out. So not only is he like an anti-vaxxer, he doesn't care if he has it <laughs> like, and he just thinks well whatever i'm good i'm novak so fine take a, i'll take a picture with you i've got covid i don't care i'm a novak right i'm the great novak like this guy man you know it, it's the lack of self-awareness and arrogance you know there's like you know millions of people dead and stuff and you know this guy's worried his jackass is worried about oh i'm gonna sue i'm gonna, i'm gonna take this to court and stuff It's like you're costing these people money. It's not even your country. Like I said, if if I'm running the show, if I was at the airport and I was in in charge of this, like, it would be very simple. i tell them, listen, you've got 12 hours to be on the next plane out of here. Charter your own jet. I don't give an F what you do, right? I don't care. Like, you got to go. (laughs) It's pretty simple. Or we'll detain you. And you can stay here and you can appeal all you want as you're detained in a jail cell in the airport here. How's that sound? This guy's a jackass. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see which way it goes uh, from here. There's a the second time that his visa's been canceled since he's been there. Like so, at this point, bro, just give it up. Uh, Melbourne-based immigration lawyer Kian Bone says that uh, Djokovic faced, uh an extremely difficult uh, task now. And as I just stated, wow, so Novak Djokovic, um, so basically, as I just stated, uh, he does face arrest and detention, like uh, he's got to go, like basically, like they're saying, basically like he could be charged right now, because like any normal person would have been charged guys. Basically, whatever, dude, like they wouldn't have charged you. They would have kicked your ass out of the country right away. They just would have said they would have detained you in quarantine as well. So any normal person that did, just to put in context, any normal person, like if you lied about where you were and you lied about having COVID and you went to another country, they would detain you for 14 days, quarantine your ass, and then you'd be barred from entering that country again for like five years or something. So basically, uh, that's like now, like Australian reporters are saying basically now he faces immediate arrest and detention. (laughs) So, uh, but, but he's a special, he's Novak. So, and listen, I'm not saying I was kidding around. Like now, now you got to go Novak, but I'm dead serious. You've got to go now. And as I stated, they're talking about arrest and detention now. So now it's time for you to stop playing around. Get your get your get your rich ass on your private jet and go back to Monte Carlo, okay? Because this isn't going to end well for you now at this point in time. But the thing is, the Australian government—they don't want to be like putting them in jail and stuff. It's a bad look, man. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not like uh, you know, like they they already have problems there. Like every country everywhere, they already have like you know the non-believers and all that. Like there's already pro. Like they don't need this politically. They can't be, or like they, you know, that really will be like God knows what Serbia will do. They're gonna send like uh, Jokic's brothers uh, over there to take uh, handle business. All right, so uh, just to wrap it up, they could file a, uh, he could file another injunction with the federal court of Australia, but it would need to be like uh, basically it's the weekend there now as well so it would need to be immediately heard that's what i would do i just reject it i just say listen we didn't hear it like no we've got other cases i don't know what to tell you like I, you know i guess on the grounds or whatever you got to accept a stupid plea here, his case but um i'd say yeah we accept your plea and you know what we'll hear it out in six weeks how's that sound <laughs> that's what i would tell him i'd say oh yeah we accept your <laughs> tom we accept your uh plea um you know we accept your uh, your appeal your plea for the appeal here but um we're going to hear this appeal in 6 weeks when the tournament is over and until then you're in limbo Um all right so basically uh, they they're saying basically that uh, very rarely do the courts ever do whatever what he's asking to do now so looks like Novak's done what does this mean who's going to win the tournament now This is like uh, Aaron Rodgers' COVID toe. I really don't care. I just find Novak Djokovic to be an annoying tool bag. And quite frankly, I'm happy you're not unable to play just
0: because you're such a clown. Bring it.
1: Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Three Minute Warning. Quickest 180 minutes in Sports Talk Radio. We're going to be jam packed uh, tomorrow night on the show. Uh, Brent Beard uh, should be joining us, Mister SEC. Even though uh, the college football season is done, uh, Brent is a great uh, football uh, football analyst and. Uh, Man, just, just a ton of SEC players playing, and uh, Brent's going to be a good guy to lean on with the NFL draft uh, coming up. We're going to bust, uh, bust up all the NFL uh, draft props over the next couple of months, but we've got games uh, to pick. Just as far as Novak is concerned, for those of you with Netflix, this is pretty cool. And I, I've never watched the series. I don't know um, if you guys have watched it before um, about F1. Like, it's like, I guess it's like behind the scenes of F1. And I guess, yeah, you know, I sort of saw it and I was like, man, this looks pretty cool. But then I read about it a bit and it's like super cool. Sort of like hard knocks, whatever. It's like a reality. It's like all access behind the scenes type stuff of like the F1 world. And supposedly it's like awesome, like wicked cool and stuff. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to check it. I'm going to, I'm going to make a point of watching it. But there was just news today off the success of this. They're going to do it with the PGA tour now as well. Um, so the pga netflix behind the scenes type stuff and this is crazy and this is going to be must see i'm hoping like hopefully netflix gets this up fast but netflix is filming all of this with novak um they've got cameras there he actually whatever there's like a there's a tennis like they, it's sort of like the great timing <laughs> with brett hart remember with that documentary with brett hart in which, are you kidding me, these guys are here, actually, for the Montreal screw job and Vince can't do anything about it because he gave them permission already? You know, it's one of these type of deals, but Novak's got a television crew with him, and um, they, they're filming everything. Like, the cameras are there at the airport. They're filming all the arguing, everything. Well, I don't know. Like, we'll see. I don't know if the Australian government's saying, hey, turn the camera off here or there. But, yeah, Netflix is going to have all this footage. Hopefully, we get it up soon. I imagine there's a lot of swearing in Serbian. (laughs) Other than that, you're on your own. Later.